Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, personally, um, I want to say there's probably like pandemic or something. Uh, during, during the pandemic, you know what I mean? People was home. You know, you start, let me not say people, I'll say myself. So, you know, you're home. Started getting a little fluffy. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I have to, you know, it it, it would behoove me not to leverage the information that I know, but through environmental design, create a system that would stop me from doing negative things and encourage me to do more positive things. So um, every time, for example, I, I have a, I have like a rug, like a really big rug in my living room. Every time I crossed that rug, I had to do exercise, right? Because I was trying to engineer the situation to keep me away from the kitchen. I'm home, I'm bored, you know, um, working from home. You find it's very easy to snack and lunch and eat and be a little bit more gluttonous than than normal. So every I had to cross this mat to get into the kitchen. So I was creating a negative. I was using negative reinforcement to dissuade me from from going over there. So every time I had to cross the mat, I would do push-ups. I think I'm going to do a set of 25. I would do 25 push-ups every time. And, you know, it adds up because I didn't put limits on it. So even when my children would ask me for a snack, that means I had to cross the rug. I had to drop. Do some push-ups. So, one, when you exercise, there's some pain associated, but it also makes me more, it, it made me more conscious and deliberate about me taking those trips, what I was eating, and, and the cost of making a trip in there. Now, what I also needed to do, and this is an example of positive reinforcement, right? Um, being gluttonous at home, drinking sugary drinks. One of the things I told myself was I don't want to drink calories, so I wanted to drink more water, um, no, just just healthier stuff, not sugary drinks or anything like that. And so what I would do was, you know, typically I would go to Walmart, I'd get a big case of water, um, you know, get gallons of water or something like that, and I would tuck it away. So it wasn't really obvious, it wasn't, in my line of sight, I had to like remember where the water was and go grab some when I needed it. I put, I had unnecessary friction between me and the water. And so what I did was I made it easier for me to access the water, right? I would go and put the water inside my line of sight. I would put it on, I would just leave a couple of waters on the kitchen table and just the way the environment is set up, I have to cross the table before I get to the refrigerator. And so what it would do was it would make me pass and stop by the the water on the way to get the sugary drink. And usually I would just snatch a water. I would catch myself, drink the water, and I would reward myself, right? So if I, if I went an entire week, right? If I went an entire week and I only had one sugary drink a day, you know, because I'm human, I don't, you know. So I allowed myself one sugary drink, but if I had one sugary drink and all the rest of my drinks was water, um, then I would reward myself with like a cheat meal. So just a little thing. Um, I graduated from that to drinking a gallon of water a day. I ended up doing 75 hard um, a couple of times. But that was a way of me using positive reinforcement to reward myself to encourage me to take positive behaviors or to encourage me to do something. So me putting the water in my line of sight, 
me putting the water on the table that's on the way to the the fridge was a way for me to remove friction, which made it easier. And then the positive reinforcement to encourage me to continue to take the action was I would reward myself with eating something that I really love to eat once a week, like a cheat meal. So very simple, but these are ways for us to sort of hack ourselves, right? And be intentional about designing um, our behavior and our habits and make sure that it's in alignment with with who we say we want to be and the things that we say we want. And so I would, I would offer to you to like explore that. Like how can you use positive reinforcement to encourage you to do things that you need to do and use negative reinforcement to get you to stop doing things? So one of the things I do with myself but also with any of uh, you know my, my clients coaching or, or consulting or otherwise is let's look at three things, right? Let's get, let's get a notepad. If you're watching this, you could take notes. I want you to think about any particular goal that you have. Losing weight, something around finances, your personal life. Maybe you need to do date nights or something. I don't know. I want you to take a piece of paper and write three sections. I want you to write what you need to start doing, right? Because obviously there's a gap between where you currently are and where you want to be. So write down, start. And under that, we're going to write all the things we need to start doing to help us fill the gap, allow us to make progress and move us forward towards the goal. Next, write stop. And there, I want you to write all of the things that are getting in the way of you having the thing that you want. So these are the things you need to stop doing. You need to cut it out. You need to remove it. So everything in the start section, positive reinforcement. Remove friction between you and taking those actions. How do you simplify? How do you streamline the process from point A to point B? In the stop section, Negative reinforcement. How do you add friction? How do you add friction so that it becomes increasingly difficult for you to do those things? So that you pay the highest energy tax possible when you do that. And there's a consequence. And then it's not all bad. So the last section I want you to write, continue. And these are the things that you are currently doing that are working for you and you don't need to change these things. These are things that you are currently doing. This is evidence that you're moving in the right direction already. And so the reason why you have this continue section is because when you are looking to start things, right? And I know folks have heard of, um, if you haven't, but like habit stacking, right? So if you're looking to start a new habit, it makes it easier for you to initiate that by attaching it to something that you're currently doing. So if you look at the continue section, the things that you're already doing that's already working, if you can find a way to take something from the start section and add it to the, the back end of, the, of something in the continue section, then it increases the likelihood of you doing it, right? The positive reinforcement. So for example, if you wanted to floss more, just keep it as simple. If you wanted to floss more, right? You know you wake up, you go to brush your teeth. What, what would be a simple way of doing this? So in the continue section, you have brush my teeth. You brush your teeth, you're already doing that, it's working. So in the start section, you have floss. So what I would do is I would take, I would look at brushing my teeth and right after that, I would add flossing. So now I would take the floss and put it right next to my toothbrush and my toothpaste. And so now after I brush my teeth or before I brush my teeth or when I'm going to brush my teeth, I am triggered and cued to go take the floss and floss. And if you keep doing that over and over, then you'll be doing it second nature in no time, right? 
I don't really get caught up in it. it takes 21 days or 60 to 90 days, whatever. For different people, it takes a different amount of days for it to stick. But what I do know is if you, again, take the habit you're trying to start and, and stack it on something you're currently doing, and if you reward yourself for flossing, you dramatically increase the likelihood of you dramatically increase the likelihood of you being able to to have that habit stick. But you also said like you realized like your good wasn't good enough. And I hear a lot of people say, Well, I'm giving it my best. And I'm like, yo, your best is not always good enough for the situation at hand. Your best is your best is not what's getting you to where you want to go. So instead of focusing on doing your best, you gotta do what's required. Right. You gotta you you gotta you gotta check the box. You gotta meet the mark. What it's the same thing, but just in a, in a different. What did you do to better your best? Right, and, and I love that. First thing I had to do was, and it's these three pillars: assess, assign, align. Right, I had to make an assessment of my life. Hmm. What is going on in my life right now? That's non-workable because it's not about right or wrong, King. Like it's about what's workable and non-workable. And what wasn't workable was the way that I was treating people. What wasn't workable was the way I treat my treat myself. Mm. What wasn't workable was me, you know, going out, being outside to like 5 a.m., going home, getting sleep to like 7:30, waking up, taking a shower, going to work, and then running off that. It, it really wasn't workable long term. Mm. I did it, but it wasn't workable long term. Because it would mess me up for the next day. So then I had to give myself an assignment. Okay, cool. If, if, if I'm going to assess my life, I'm going to see what doesn't work, and I'm going to see what does work, and I'm going to keep what's working and expand upon it. Now I got to add to it. I had to give myself some assignments. Mm. A lot of times we're running around here just going to work and just doing stuff. But I wasn't being. So there's a lot of humans doing, not enough humans being. I had to start being the person that I wanted to see. right? And how did I, how, how did I start being that person? Change my diet. The first thing I did was change the word diet. Diet has the root word of what? Die. This is why most of the time people who start, they die off with the diet because it's language creates the reality, right? So I started diving deeper into psychology, understanding human behavior, understanding how to actually get a person to do what they need to do instead of just sticking for what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. The first person I had to get to do that was me. How do I get myself to do the things I need to do even though I don't want to do it. That was part of that raising my hand, doing it scared. Mm. So I said, all right, cool. My assignment is every time I go somewhere, I want to spread love. In fact, I had to write down who my possibilities, who I am. So who I am is the possibility of love, connectivity, financial prosperity. That means now my assignment is no matter where I go, I must explore and exemplify those three things. Mm. I don't need to know you to know you're a great person. I don't need to know your history to understand your energy. I see you. I feel you. You're right here. Your energy can't lie. That's real. So when I started realizing that, I said, okay, they can see the same thing about me. I can't be faking what, I, what I'm saying. I got to really be that individual because success is something you attract by the person you become. My teacher taught me that when she used to give me the five to $50. She taught me that. She said, like, I'm only giving this to you because of who you are. And I was just shattering the records. Like, you, come on, bro. How many people you know from Brooklyn doing 99 grade point average? <laughs> I started out at 65. 65 is barely passing. If you get a 64, you failed. Right? That ninth grade year, my mom passed away. The ninth grade year, I was doing 64. I left. I went to North Carolina, played basketball, won a couple championships with the basketball teams down there, came back up, went to a school in Brooklyn, and um, I went to the finals, but didn't. we lost ultimately. I didn't get as much playing time as I used to get. I was a star player. My first game in a uh, regulation game dropped 30 points, right? Like, and then coming up to New York City to now be like a shooter. <laughs> like, what? Life is different. <laughs> so, all right, cool. This, this all goes back and tied into the story. Every single thing, all the obstacles that I'm going through are opportunities for me to show my greatness. So when we talk about no, like good being no longer good enough, we got to examine ourselves. If good is no longer good enough, what happens? That means I'm too busy being good that I forgot about my greatness. Some of you are too busy being good that you forgot about your greatness. Who are you? The ancestors chose you. When I talk about my mom, that's a queen. I got the blood of a king and the blood of a queen running through my veins. I'm special. Mm. You're a special king. 
That's why I said to you earlier, I was like, yeah, you're the star of your movie. I'm the star of my movie. But when we come together, we co-star. Now we're co-starring right now. Yep. I like that. Yeah, I also, you know, like, I think with just thinking about how to elevate and better yourself, you had mentioned... Uh, oh, wait, damn, my bad. Let me give the last thing. Yeah, Because yeah, I forgot ahead. to give the last A, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The alignment part. Yep. So the alignment part, like, discipline and consistency... Without discipline and consistency, nothing's going to work. That's accountability, right? Yep. So assess, assessing your life, seeing what you want in your life, mm-hmm. seeing what you don't want, right? Then the assignment, who do you, who do you are? What are your possibilities? What do you stand for? What do you represent? What, do you, what type of experiences do you want to create in your life? And then you have to be in alignment with your assignment because if you're not in alignment with your assignment, you're going to feel struggle. Anytime anybody experiences struggle in life, it's because they're out of alignment. But being out of alignment is a, is, is a pushing thing. It's, a, it's, it's meant to help you, not to hurt you, right? Because if you're out of alignment, now you can say, okay, cool, I got to get into my space. I got to get back on my grind, right? How many times we, you know, we take a break for a minute and we feel like, damn, I don't really, I don't really feel this right here. I got to get back on my thing. But it momentum. motivates you yeah, yeah. to get back to it. So assess, assign, align was the way that I looked at my life and said, okay, cool, this is how I'm going to change my life and be able to start over to be able to give myself a new uh, new perspective. Yeah, I like that. Um, very practical. But I was saying, you was mentioning to me, you know, before we, we, we got on, just, just being somebody who's actively engaged in your life. Right. right? Talk to them about the concept of, of, of being an MVP in their life. Because mm-hmm. I really thought that was powerful. That's dope. I appreciate you, brother, because... You got to look at it this way, man. If you want to, you don't have to. You don't have to listen to me. You don't have to listen to D. You don't have to listen to nobody. I'm just saying. There's a game being played. It's either you're going to be a player in the game or you're going to be the one being played. Yep. So you got to choose. Okay, cool. If I could choose to be anybody on the team, who would I choose to be? In my younger days, when I was like 10, 15, when I was playing sports, I, I was a... I was cool with being the sidekick dude. I was cool with being that person. Mm. Got into my 20s, all this, and I'm like, all right, now I want to be the MVP now. I, I don't want to be the, 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 the underdog anymore. I want to be the first round pick. Mm. I want to be the number one pick. I want to be the MVP, the most valuable participant in my life. Mm. Right? I can't sit around and wait for things to happen. See, in my community, we got mailbox millionaires. Right? So, the difference between a cubicle thousandaire and a mailbox millionaire is the cubicle thousandaire sits around and wait for things to happen. How many of us just sit around and wait for things to happen, King? Oh, they're going to get picked. Oh, I'm doing music. You, be, you know, a lot of artists, right? Oh, yeah, they're going to pick me up. They're going to get me get a deal. But w- w- what's, the, what's the hustle like? Are you actually getting in front of people? Are you promoting yourself? Are you putting yourself in a, in a space to be heard, felt, seen? And some of us are not. We're just waiting around. See, now the, the mailbox millionaire, that's the person that goes out and makes things happen. I had to go out there and make things happen. So when I talk about being the most valuable participant in your life, you got to be the person that is willing to put the things that is not in alignment aside. That means, okay, cool. If I know I got this objective, my friends, they want to go out, but I got a timeline and I ain't going out today. If they call me, hey, look, you want to go? No, I can't do it today. I got to be focused. I got to fulfill my obligations consistently until successful. I got to be focused. Sometimes we don't get mad enough to make a decision. But you got to get mad enough. You got to make a decision. You got to say, okay, cool. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure I win. I'm either going to win or I'm going to win. Right? It's either I'm going to be in the streets or I'm going to be in the suites. But which one you rather have? I'm the MVP. <laughs> I'm going to the suites. You get what I'm saying? Like, me and my brothers, we talk about this. It's like Hollywood or homeless. Mm. You got to make a choice. You got to decide. Decide is what? When you look at the, uh, the root word, you got to be able to to, to, to cut off right mm-hmm. so decide is you got to be able to decide you got to take you got to take away the sides and you got to have this one path what is this one path going to be this one path is going to be i got to be the best version of myself regardless if you understand that your focus is to be the best version of yourself everything else around you starts to happen because when you grow within everything else around you grows yeah i like what you said about the side too because um, I have a love affair with words and just understanding and um, something something has to die mm. when you decide. But if you look at the that the eyed right. part, right? So pesticide, sewer 
side. That means that something has to die. Something has to be removed, cut off. So when you decide to do something, saying yes to this means you are saying no to all of these other things. You're foregoing it. And a, a lot of times the sacrifice piece. Um, recently I had wrote, wrote in one of my notes just like, yo, like I just reminded myself like you can have it all, but you can't have it all at once. Mm. Right? You can you if you locked in on this, it's gonna cost you this, this, and this. And you have to be okay with that. You gotta be okay with paying the cost to have what it is that you wanna have. And that that also means being able to choose yourself. Even when it's not convenient, because a lot of a lot, you know, I would say I'll speak for myself. A lot of times when I get off, I get distracted. I'm off my path or off my game is because I'm feeding too much into what somebody else got going on. I'm trying to I'm 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 trying to help somebody else to my detriment. You know what I'm saying? And so alignment is super important when it comes to comes to just being successful on your path. Hundred percent. Yeah, I like that. I, like I want to add. I want to add value to that, and this might be a PSA for anybody, right? When you said um, something in you has to die, right? Like, or some some something has to die, right? I, I thought about that as giving birth, right? Because it's duality and everything. It's always right. So, which things that you have inside of you that have to die in order to, for you to give birth to you reaching your greatest potential, to you reaching your greatest version? Which things do you have to kill off in order for you to survive, for you to thrive? Which things in you have to die right here, right now, in order for you to give birth to you being the star of your movie, you being the most valuable participant? Because whether you believe it or not, there's a you inside of you that you haven't even met yet. There's a you inside of you, King, Absolutely. that you haven't met yet. Absolutely. There's a me inside of me I haven't met yet. I got to meet that person. That's what I started to do. I said, I want to meet that person. Guess what? That person is going to keep changing and keep evolving. Like you already hit your, your, your high levels from before in the past, right? You already hit your money goals from before in the past. Then mm -hmm. what happens? You create new money goals. Yep. You create new levels. So you're always going to be on this constant evolutional train of development and growth. And when I started looking at that perspective, I said, whoa, I got to get comfortable with the journey. It's, it's not even about the destination. I'm going to get to my destinations. Like when you travel, like I just came back from Miami. I just came back from uh, Turks. I just came from Bahamas. Like it's over though. I'm right here now in Atlanta. Like you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. so uh, you're going to have these destinations, but you got to keep going. Yeah, you got to fall in love with the process. Right. Yo, what's goody fam? Listen, I know, I know. I'm going to let you get back to the episode. But I wanted to take a minute to let you know about the Human Behavior Mastery course. Yes, we have a course that we put together for coaches, consultants, corporate leaders, and entrepreneurs. I know you're listening to the pod and it's all of this numbers and the, the adaptive and the natural, the D, the I, the attributes. We put together a comprehensive course to walk you through exactly how to understand each one of the personality types, each one of the values, and we're going to show you exactly how to get the most out of each type what things you need to avoid, what environments to put you in, and what pieces to put around you to be successful. So if you're looking at taking your business, your life, or your relationship to the next level, make sure you go check out the Human Behavior Mastery course. Back to the episode. So what do you, what do you feel like is, um, what do you feel like is next for you, for David Shands? Uh, continuing to grow, man, just being a better, better human. Uh, we made a list in the morning meetup of all the areas that we need to improve on and grow in. And I had to make a list of five of, you know, five areas that you need to grow. And then I said, out of the five, what are the two most important? And they kind of went through those two. Then I asked them to pick one that would be most important than the other. And I just spent the next two months working on that one. So it could be emotional, it could be business, could be organization, could be patience, could be uh, emotional control, anger management, whatever. What's your one? Um, int being intentional and learning. So I get, there's one thing that's I, I need to fix. If I get an email that's too long, I just won't read it. <laughs> if I get a text message that's too long, I won't read it. Or somebody sends a voice note. It's two minutes and 35 seconds. Over a minute and 20 seconds. I'm like, bro, I can't. 
Because what if somebody calls? They're going to start it all over again. You know what I mean? That's a real thing. I'm working on being intentional, being able to stop all that I'm doing to focus for longer than a minute. That's what I'm working on. That's what I'm working on. Deep focus. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, man. I like that. So before we go, the question I'm, I'm asking everybody now, if you could leave one mindset, one perspective, one thought with the audience that will help forward them and them becoming the absolute best version of themselves, what would that be? Know, know yourself. Know yourself. Make yourself a study. Because uh, there are some things that we know about ourselves. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That no one knows. Right? But there are also things that everybody knows about us that we have no idea about. So the knowing of ourselves isn't just what we know about ourselves. I think it's important to find out what other people think about us. And not that what other people think about you is important, but if a bunch of people call you selfish, it's an area you need to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. If a bunch of people say, yo, you're rude. Your mom says, you're a jerk. It's our job to find out how many other people feel that way. And if that's not something we desire to be, Right, so that mom, your mom giving you that advice could have been game changer for you because now you get to look at yourself and say, "Yo, there's some things that I do. I'm a jerk, and do I want to be that?" My cousin told me one time I was young. We did this deal together, and he said he looked me in my eyes, and he said, "You're very selfish," but the way he said it was like really in love. It wasn't. It didn't feel like he was attacking me. He was informing me. That something other people know about me that I had no idea that I I didn't know about myself. So I do take feedback seriously. I don't get defensive. It's just most people, when you get talking about feedback, the defense goes up. And not Mm -hmm. saying that my defense doesn't go up at all, but uh, it's been something that I've been practicing for a while. So uh, get to know who you are because you have no idea who you are right now. I like that the greatest like revelations of my life was understanding that it's not about proving people wrong. It's about proving yourself right about who you know yourself to be, or in my case, who I know myself to be. I lived for a very long time. You know, you fighting and you know, uh, they said I couldn't do this. So now I'm going to do all, all of that. And it's just like, if you shift that energy inward and just, Focus on acknowledging and affirming you. You'll very quickly realize that life adjusts to your frequency. Mm. And everything that's not for you will repel. And everything that is for you gets attracted to you. Right. And I love that because most people don't see that their frequency is based upon what they see frequently. You're listening to music that is out of alignment with what you truly want. Mm -hmm. you're going to fall out of alignment with what you truly want. So that means you're going to feel struggle. Like a lot of people listen to heartbreak, emotional music, (laughs) and they have heartbreak, emotional relationships, right? And what you, whoever has your attention has your ascension, right? So if Mm -hmm. you're you're putting your money, you're putting your mind, you're putting your effort, your energy into something, you're going to get back what you're putting out. But it's the saying, they say you reap what you sow, but that's just, snippet because we live in a microwave ever so we always speak in short codes but in reality is whatever you put in whatever you sow you're going to reap more so if if you sow a bad deed you're going to get more of that bad deed if you sow negative you're going to get more of it if you sow positive you're going to get more of it and I realize it's not even about being positive or negative because positive is the outcome and negative is the outcome it's about the input it's about me being optimistic. If I'm inputting optimistic thoughts in my mind, then the, the 
as a result, my life becomes positive. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I, I, I tell people your mind is the most nutrient rich soil that exists. And if you plant a seed of pessimism, then that nutrient rich soil grows a tree and a tree grows and it bears fruit. Mm. Each fruit on that tree holds seeds. And now those fruit drop and hit that nutrient rich soil with all those seeds and it create it multiplies over time. That's just one negative pessimistic seed or thought or feeling. It perpetuates itself. But the same is true with optimism. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes people were like, well, I just, I stopped doing that a month ago, but my life is the same. And it's like, you don't realize you've had years of seeds planted in, again, the most nutrient-rich soil. It takes time for you to starve that, for those seeds to die, and for you to continue to plant optimism and, and for that harvest to grow. It don't happen like this. So I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. 100%. The actions, the words, the, the language, um, everything that you speak and say and do is basically you're planting seeds for the garden of your future. What type of future would you like to have? What type of experiences would you like to have? It's just the language. Language creates reality, right? Language produces a thought that produces a belief. From a belief, it's either you can or you can't, but it produces an action. From an action, you get a result. The result is your life. We make it complicated. It is not that complicated. But the thing about it is time. Time is the greatest reward and time is the greatest punishment. So when you talk about duality, you have to understand that time ain't nothing to be messed with. Okay, so uh, you you can't undo most of the things that you do in this 3D printed reality. This is why it takes time for the things to actually be printed in this reality. Mm -hmm. If everything was able to just come out right here, right now, anything that you think, we have chaos. So it's giving you time to let your thoughts permeate through that that rich soil, right? So that way you can develop and, and nourish yourself and grow. So that way when you bear that fruit, that fruit is very fruitful because it's supposed to multiply. Mm. You're also supposed to surround yourself with people who will shine light on you. You say you got to surround yourself with an environment. So when we talk about creating an app, when we talk about creating a program, think about it. When you go into mentorships, right, and you get a course, let's say you get a course in your email, it's just you in the course. How, how long are you going to actually stay into that course and be intentional and stay focused and committed? Probably not. It's gonna be tough. Yeah, you, you got a lot of y'all got a lot of dust on your on your on your uh, courses. Your email. <laughs> just just blow the dust off, right? And come to the accountability call so that way you can get the work done that you need and get yourself in an environment with other like-minded people. Because without other people, we'll never get to where we want to be. Just think about this thought. Most people, go, it, it, and it's the language once again. People say, "Oh, I'm an introvert." You're not an introvert. You just like being by yourself sometime, which is great. You should be by yourself sometime. It's, it's a great, it's, it's pleasurable. Be by yourself. But all the money that you want to make is in other people's pockets. In fact, the money that's in your pocket is not even your money. That part. It's somebody else's. You constantly give out that money is somebody else's. So the key thing is, okay, if that is somebody else's, then I understand that I'm planting a seed for the God of my future with everything that I do. Then now what comes into play is, who am I providing the money to? If I, am I providing money to somebody that's going to give me back a result? This is what we talk about when we say mentorship. Oh. If I take my money and I put it into mentorship, now I'm collecting years of information from this one person and I'm downloading it into my brain. I'm downloading it into my experience that now I can use it for me, use it for mine. Now, all the impact that you want to make is in other people's hearts. Right? Mm. So if you, if, first of all, we know all the money that you want to create and you want to collect is in other people's pockets you got to find a way to be valuable. You got to find a way to actually be a person of service and provide something that somebody wants to exchange the money for. Now, when we talk about all the impact being in somebody else's heart, because who, who, who are we really doing this for? We do it for each other. Right. Like all, all the love that we have, we're doing it for each other. So you, you have to be sincere. You have to be genuine. You have to have connectivity. You have to really be able to connect. That's why I said I appreciate you, bro. And I want to make sure we continue to have a relationship because you're a person I need to know. Like you're a person I need to build with. You're a person I need to have in my circle. Absolutely. But I'm just saying that to you. But there's a lot of people that probably said that to you. But there's a lot of people that said it to me. And whoever's looking, there's a lot of people that's saying it to you. But you got to be the one to say it to yourself. 
right? Because guess what? All the potential that you're ever going to actualize is going to come from other people. You're never going to reach your full potential by yourself. The, the slow road to success, and most people don't even get there, is doing it alone. Yep. But the, the, the fastest way to success is strategic partnerships. 99.99% of successful businesses are created on strategic partnerships. See, the primary focus is becoming more effective in less time. But the primary pathway is through strategic partnerships. You and I right now have a strategic partnership. I'm helping you do something. You're helping me do something. Together, we help everybody do something. Yep. We're winning. One of the things that I ask everybody you know, before we, we wrap, if you could give somebody one mindset, mm. one perspective, right, to forward them yeah. on becoming, you know, in your terms, the most abundant version of themselves. Yeah. What would that be? Um... Whew, I got two, but, I, but I'll give you. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the first, the first, the first one I would say is uh, to become who you are, mm-hmm. right? And what I mean by that is a lot of us in our um, environments, in our teachings, and uh, everything we were taught was about doing. Right. Grind hard, go to school, like do this thing, and if you do this thing, you're gonna have this result. But the truth of the matter is that it's be, do, have. Yep. Right? Universal truth. Be who you are. And in your being, when you accept your greatness, when you accept, like, in everything you do, there is this, this common denominator, right? Like, I am inspiration and motivation. It doesn't matter where I go, I'm going to inspire and motivate somebody. Mm. I go to the supermarket, I'm inspiring and motivating somebody. I go play ball, I'm inspiring and motivating somebody. I go, wherever I go, I am inspiration and motivation and so what i do is i take that inspiration and motivation and i do something with it that allows me to have what i need to have and so i want everybody to number one the mindset is to first identify first who are you in your being and i want you to be that Mm -hmm. and then once you become that right like like you don't you don't you don't do success you become successful right chatting now you know what I'm saying? Like you don't do abundance, you become abundant. Right? And you don't you don't you don't you don't do mi- like millionaire stuff. You become a millionaire. Right? Before I ever made millions of dollars, I was a millionaire. Nobody could tell me otherwise. Whether Chase Bank, Bank of America, Citibank, they just ain't know it. Ditto. But I became a millionaire prior to ever generating any millions of dollars. Because in my being, I believe that I am a millionaire. And so in that being, it taught, like what do millionaires do then? If I'm a millionaire, if I became a millionaire, what does what, what do millionaires do? If I am successful, right? If I'm successful in my being, I don't need you, like anything I start is successful before I started. I don't need the results to prove that I'm successful. I am successful. And so if I am successful and I'm starting a podcast, what do successful podcast people do? And I'm going to do that. Mm. And once I do that, I'm going to have, again, be, do, have, I'm going to have a successful podcast. If, I'm, if I am a eight-figure earner in my being, well, what is it that eight-figure earners do I'm going to do that. Now I'm going to have a, a, a business that makes eight figures, right? So that'd be, that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. I want people to become. Um, the second thing is the mindset is that I want you to change your relationship with money. A lot of people, again, we're taught that we need to work hard for money. But the truth is money should be working hard for us. Mm. Right? Yeah. We, need to, we need to change that position. Instead of us being the employee where money is telling us what to do, right? It's, it's, it's our employee. So it's our employer. And so we're the employee and it's telling us what to do. And we react based on what money says. Got to change that. Money works hard for me. I, I'm the employer. I'm going to tell money what to do. And so a lot of us who don't come from money, yeah, you're going to have to work in the beginning to make money. But that active work needs to turn into passive work. Yep. And that money that you make, don't just spend it on bills and 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 you know just you know doing this this roller coaster or this hamstring uh you know a hamster wheel rat, uh, race. rat race of your life what you need to do is take that money 
and buy income producing assets and let those assets now build and accumulate so they can take care of you. You're, I'm such a big proponent on books, for instance, like in God's will, I'm going to write probably 40 books. Why? Because right now, if I, if, if, if I decided to not do any work, I make enough passive income from my books that I could take care of all of my basic necessities. Everything else is butter. Everything else is butter. So guess what? That's all from, I did the work one time. So, I, so I'm breaking it down that way because I want people to understand what I mean by income producing assets, right? I did the work one time. I wrote the book. And then now the book is selling over and over and over again. And now I'm making income from it because the book is the asset. Working smarter, not harder. You know what I'm saying? And so that that could happen with real estate, right? A lot of people want to buy their first home so they can live in. What if you bought an investment property first? Yep. And then you allow a tenant to pay you or you did Airbnb or whatever, right? So there's so many ways that you could take the money that you're earning, put that into an, uh, an asset that produces income, and that's how you switch your relationship with money. So, so even me being in the space now as a successful coach, is not from an intellectual knowledge base. This is just compound commitment that I'm living off of now. You talked about me, Mitch, but all almost everybody I mentored from 10 plus years ago, they're blowing up, so that's why I'm blowing up. But it's not because I I started coaching this year. It's not because I got some information now off Google. It's because I've been committed. Like I'm living off all my commitments, being married young, raising my children, coaching and mentoring people. Like I'm living off the 10 plus years of I took all of these experiences, I put it in a place where I shared it with others, they're starting to win in a real way, and they're giving me kudos, and I'm getting access to things that I'm not even asking for. You know what it's I mean? 10,000 hours. It, I'm, I'm, I'm living proof of like, I'm like, dang, I'm, I've been doing what I've been doing for 10, I've been doing what I've been doing for 15 years. It's just that that compound of staying to it, I'm living like, the for the first time, real benefits of, of that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's interesting too because this is like <clears throat> the you know me just l knowing you is like this is like act two. People don't even realize that you was like a professional athlete. Yes, operating at the highest level and like that's that is a journey in and of itself and mastery in and of itself. Yeah. So to go from being a professional athlete, competing all across the world and playing against the best players in the world and then go from that to dominating leadership you but know, see, different sectors. The reason why I can jump across sectors because I had what they call in the scouting world transferable assets, right? So I develop a blueprint to be a one percenter. So I can be so I know the blueprint to be a one percenter in anything now. Yeah, you gotta get that game. So what so me becoming a uh, context matters. So me becoming a professional athlete in a sport that's so hard to become a professional athlete with no trainer, no exposure, no AAU, and no parents who ever even played sports, you have to go back and reverse engineer that because this, the, the subtle skills that I developed, the personal fortitude, the mental focus, the, the competitive fire, that all was nurtured from um, a place of like, really, it was a blank canvas. So I have a dream. That's all I had. Right. So let's, a lot of people got a dream. But what allowed me to access the pro ranks of that dream was what I did for those 15 years, 20 years leading up. And that was I work on my craft without you telling me. I study the greats. I mimic. I practice them like I work more in practice than I did when they, when people was watching. But nobody was prompt that intrinsic motivation for me to do that because the end game was so burning in my belly to get right. So the, the question is not your dream. The question is that your desire, because if you got a dream, but there's no desire, you're not going to have intrinsic motivation. So my me working on my craft and then like being upset at myself, not that I wasn't playing well, cause I was, but I would look at film to look at my turnovers. I would look at film of myself, looking at my mistakes. And then I would say, if I'm studying the greats of where they are today, how do I beat the local greats? The neighborhood superstars, mm -hmm. the old high school legends, like my cousin them that was older than me. So the skill set of all of those attributes, and there's a number of little things that we can break down. But when it came to being a husband, I wanted to be in the husband hall of fame. So I studied the husband goats. But then who's the husband? <laughs> who's the local husband? Then I studied film on myself. How did I do in this area? 
You know what I mean? So what you're seeing now is the, the Thomas Edison effect of, hey, man, I'm not telling you I know everything it is to be a husband, but I do know 10,000 things not to do to be mm. a good husband because I've been, in the, I've been in the lab so long working on my, you know, making adjustments. And so for me, it's like whether it's a leader, whether it's an entrepreneur, whether it's a coach, whether it's a trainer, I know the blueprint to get the 1% where it has nothing to do. Here's the, here's the most important principle. It has nothing to do with anybody else. Like, I fully understand that. Like, if I want to be a one percenter, it's all on me. And the question is, will I take on that responsibility? Long story short, civil war happens in the hood um, where it's, peop it's people in our hood fighting against each other. Now you got to choose sides. Yo, I grew up with you now. Like, there's a it's lot weird. going on. Yeah, we're going on. Um, and, and one night, you know, and, and and oddly enough, I always I always played the avenue with my guy. Always, it was all it was a about four of us. We always was like, yo, just on the Ave. You know, Eighth Avenue was the spot. You know what I mean? Fifty fifth is over. All the every, all the traffic come through Eighth Avenue. I already know. You know what I'm saying? So we was zip code. All yo, we was cooking right. So this is summer night. For whatever reasons, I, I'm not on. I'm not. I'm not there. You know what I'm saying. Um, long story short, my man, like one of the young boys tried to take my man out. Luckily, you know what I'm saying? He, you know, he, 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 he made it. You know what I'm saying? But at that moment, I said to myself, Ash, what if you was out there? Right? You got a thriving career as a banker. You still playing one foot in, one foot out. If you was out there, who knows how it, how it would have went. Right? Because number one, I, you know, who knows? Like, it wasn't as if, you know, you know, my guy was always protecting himself, too, though. They just caught him. Caught him lacking. Caught him lacking. And I'm saying he just, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, they caught, they, they, they caught him in a way where he didn't expect it kind of thing. But if he was if he if he was on it, then it w the it's situation would have been different. Yeah. And had I been there, that jam either way it would have jammed me up in a way where I wasn't ready for it. And so at that moment, I just had to make a decision. At that moment, I had to ask myself, am I, am I going to stay with the familiar? Because that's what it was, right? I would leave work in my suit, run through the back of my building so nobody see me, run upstairs real quick, change my clothes, and then come out the front with the, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? With the Pele on, with the, you know, with the with, with the hood regalia. Yeah, yeah, the Wazam apparel. You know what I'm trying to say? You know what I mean? And, and, and I, was, I was playing both sides, so I had to make a decision. I'm like, yo, what side of the fence do I want to want to be on? Um, and, I, and I said, yo, you know what? I know, I know how this, how this movie ends. Still, I play. Star rolling mm -hmm. Carlito's mm -hmm. way. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I know how the movie ends. So I said, you know what? All right, let me try to see what this other way goes. And that was the moment where I was like, all right, you know what I'm saying? I'm good. Um, you know, luckily I, you know, I, I, I met my wife around that time. Mm -hmm. Um, and she, you know what I mean? Fast, she, she from Brooklyn, but she lived in the Bronx at the time. And so, you know what I'm saying? So, so I just started spending mad time in the BX, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and, and the rest is history. I just kind of, she kind of helped, you know, mold me, um, and really see more. Cause I already, you know what I mean? When you from the town, you already think you, you, you him. Yeah. But she kind of molded that in a way where, you know, I was able to articulate why I'm him. And, you know, that was the moment that I, I, I shifted and I started to just yeah, man. go shout out. Shout out to the queens that, yeah. that know how to how to get us together. 100%. I, yo, I think that's a cheat code, though. Right. I think it's the cheat code. I think that a lot of guys out here, you know, who, you know, like we think in our 20s, we got to be running around going crazy in our 30s, whatever. Like I know grown men who are still trying to figure it out um, and they don't realize that um, a stable home says more about your success than an unstable home. And what I mean by that, it's, it's almost like um, it's almost like a like a like a like a hooper. Right, because mm -hmm. we, we could relate to that. Um, the Hooper who um, does all the drills, yep. right? Does all the drills, works out, is always in the gym, um, is more likely to be a star than the Hooper who just gets dressed and just goes out and play ball, right? Why? Because in order to be a star, there's a level of, you know, work behind the scenes yep, discipline work ethic right work ethic discipline and that's the key word is that there's a level of discipline that you have to have in order to still practice when you know you could do 
20, 30 points easily. Like you, right? Like don't don't work until you get it right. Work till you can't get it wrong. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between a star. Somebody who's just an average ball player will get it right and think they ready. The person who is a superstar, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, they don't do it till they get it right. They do it till they can't get it wrong. So there's a level of discipline that comes with that. Well, getting the right woman, the right partner by your side, um, it takes a level of discipline to be able to maintain that. Yes, it does. Right? Because, I mean, we it is what it is. I've been getting money for a very long time, and with money comes power, with power comes women. And if you're not disciplined enough to say, yo, this is, that's the one. I don't care what, I don't care what none of y'all doing, that's the one, and you're able to focus on your significant other and give them what they need so they could give you what you need. Um, it takes a level of discipline, but that discipline pays off tenfold, right? Because me being a CEO of a credit union at 31 years old is not happening without my wife, us having conversations, her guiding me where I need to go. You know, me writing books and being an independent author and selling quarter million books and, you know, making, you know, millions of dollars as an entrepreneur. That's not happening with, 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 without my wife supporting me and, you know, helping guide me. Like, there's not an idea that I have that I don't run by her and she's the one that says, ah, I like that idea, but nah, how about you do this? Like, like it's almost like a... Enhancement, yeah, right. Like, like it enhances my idea. It enhances what I do, um, and so yeah, having that, having that right person by your side is def- definitely yeah, a cheat code. It. It's like Shark Tank at the crib. One hundred percent. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty. in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.